Welcome to All Four Downs, a CMG Sports podcast, and what a great week one in college football. We're going to get you all set up for this weekend in our third down with the over-under. OV Moniz will unveil his new top 10 list. That's coming up in second down. We're going to get you caught up on the news right now with our first down where Debo Sweeney is getting paid unless he leaves Alabama. The Big 12 is looking west, OV. Playoff expansion is much further away than we think. Plus, we'll get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am Joe Aguirre. He is Ovi Muniz. Thank you for tuning in to all four downs. Great week of football. Some unbelievable football games. I think if if my biggest takeaway right now is that the SEC is on a completely different level than everybody else, and Georgia and Alabama are on a different level on top of the ACC. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Uh, look, Alabama and Georgia, like, distinguish themselves away from everybody because they handle their business business on both sides of the ball. A lot of teams, like, for example, Ohio State and Notre Dame started very slow, uh, slow pace, a lot of mistakes and stuff like that. So it's like trying to tune in back into the rhythm. Uh, but there's no teams, no teams whatsoever that could say that they start at a high speed from start to finish. And believe me, and you were right uh, last week about Georgia. I mean, I had a lot of doubts because they were young, but the Georgia defense seemed like they were faster than last year. By the time the receivers got the ball, they had two or three defenders on that person, and they were just mopping, mopping everywhere. And as far as Alabama, they did not take Utah State lightly. I mean, they shut them down 55 to nothing. And as I told you last week, Nick Saban is going to coach all the way to the last second of the game. <laughs> and it showed. I told you. Yes, I, mean, I can't sir. believe you took the points for Utah State. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I have no idea what I was thinking. Although I will say, look, you're exactly right about George. I watched a lot of that football game and it, it seemed like no matter what they did, uh, Georgia was like a step ahead, a step quicker, just a dominant, dominant performance. I think better than anybody would have ever expected in a week one, just, pure domination i'll tell you what there's one other team that i was super impressed by and it was a team who i have high hopes for going into this season and that's oklahoma gabriel Dillon is the real deal that defense 31 rushes against they gave up 28 yards on the ground i know oklahoma's defense in the past and just big 12 in general ain't a whole lot of defense what they're doing right now at Oklahoma, they're sitting in a really nice spot. I think they're six or seven in the country. It's where you want to be right now. You want to wait. You want to wait for a Georgia or an Ohio State, a Michigan, a Clemson. Let them slip up. You just sit right there, six, seven, eight, and you wait, make your move late in the season. Their schedule is relatively easy other than Oklahoma State and Baylor. They don't have any any tough games at all. I could see Oklahoma running the table. That's how good they are. They will have to win big in all their games. It's just like Clemson a couple of years ago when the ACC looked terrible. 
but only Clemson showed that it could put up that spread, win by 30, 40 points. That's exactly what they need to do uh, throughout the season. Uh, as far as you said, Oklahoma, that defense, their head coach is a defensive mind, and that's what's going to improve because we've always made fun of the Big 12 since we started this show, right, yep. for three years already, that the Big 12 has no defense whatsoever. You're going to see that here. And the Sooners are always a great organization when it comes to recruiting and getting these guys to play. I, I'm excited for, for Oklahoma. I'll tell you another team I was super impressed by. I watched a lot of the Arkansas-Cincinnati game. And Cincinnati's still a really good football program. And they probably won't lose another game this year. Is but you again, think so? I, I do. I, I, I tell you. The, the quarterback Bryant, he he's listen. He's this a different this a different kind of quarterback you have right now. So it's going to take some time. That offense is going to be quite as explosive. I still think the defense is top notch. And again, unfortunately, I, I think when you pair that off, you could be any SEC team, maybe even Vanderbilt. No, you know? I don't know because Vanderbilt looking kind of good this. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Dude, I yeah. think even a Vanderbilt would give Cincinnati a really hard time. I just think the athletes and the quality of talent in the SEC is so far and away better than what, what you see anywhere else. I think Cincinnati's a really good football team, and they're going to do really well. Um, well. In a long stretch, and like I said, it was just only their first game. I still believe that Houston will improve. They didn't look great last week. But I still feel like Houston will take over that conference. And this is their last year in the AAC because even both those teams are moving to the Big 12. Uh, but speaking about the Big 12 as well, big news is that their commissioner, Brett Yomark, made public that he will expand their conference at head west. So they're putting everybody I noticed. So whoever's in the west, right? Uh, whether it's the Midwest Conference or the Pac-12, they're trying to get them into the conference. And also, they're trying to negotiate an extension for uh, media rights uh, with ESPN and Fox. So they're trying to get the ball rolling and be like the Big Ten, who uh, currently next year will have teams from East Coast to the West Coast. You know, Brett Yormack said they were looking for a team that's not just great at football, but one that's also great at basketball. And nobody's really jumping off the page at me, but I thought uh, somebody like Oregon would seem Oregon, like yes. Oregon would fit the bill uh, and has such an, uh, you know, with, with uh, uh, Phil Davis from Nike being one of their boosters, it would probably be to the to to the to the betterment of the Big Twelve uh, to bring in a team like that. And again, that one's if they're in the Western time zone, they're good at basketball, they're good at football. It's a well-known program with connections. I think, I think that's who he was talking about. To be honest, right? Hey, but, and I feel sorry for the Pac-12 man. I mean, you you got the Pac-12 that used to be the Pac-10, which gradually was made it to the Pac-12. You had USC the front runner in the polls and everything else. And now it seems like everyone is just leaving the organization. So um, it just, this is something. And ever since their commissioner resigned, like he was forced to resign. Uh, things just went downhill for them. So, Hey, we might as well just say bye-bye to the PAC 12 and be like, Hey, rename yourself 
and we'll just concentrate on three conferences, the SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10. And who knows if the ACC could actually get that talent enough and make it competitive against Clemson. Uh, but also, we talk about all these schools, and another good news is that the college football playoffs will expand by 2026, even though there are many that want to start next season. But they're saying that that might be a little bit difficult because there's many reasons. And one is the uh, media coverage, uh, resources, and they got to check the calendar to make sure everything is, you know, uh, appropriate, which I totally understand. But expect that four, four teams going into 12 teams. The bad part about all this is that we're, they're going to see that these teams, like the higher seeds, are not going to deserve it. Because you already see with just four teams, like last year, you saw Michigan get blown out. You saw Notre Dame get blown out. We might see a lot of blowouts yeah. uh, until we get to the finals. You know, now, is that good for business? Maybe. And the ugly side of all this is that you see these players trying to opt out to avoid the bowl games. So they so-called want to get ready for the NFL. You're going to see now that they're going to stay and play the game, right? And who knows if they get hurt or not, but they're going to play as far as trying to make it to the playoff to win the championship. Do you know the story about the UFC when uh, they had a show in New York and they were told the show couldn't happen and they had to literally on 24 hours notice, they took the show somewhere down south and it went over like gangbusters and the sport exploded right after that. During COVID, teams were moving schedules around fast and furiously. Logistics, we were told, was going to be a big problem. And they got all the games scheduled that they wanted to get scheduled. So I'm going to call BS on the CFB Board of Managers. Logistics has nothing to do with this. Locations have nothing to do with this. The television contracts are 100% the reason we're not getting football playoffs next year or 24 or 25. There's billions of dollars at stakes, as is the case every week when these kids unsafely take the field. It's always about the money. This is no different. The college football board of managers and the, the the power five in general have no respect for the fans or college football or the institutions, the rivalries, or anything. It's about dollars and cents, plain and simple. It's a shame they don't let the kids just play ball because this this is this is football at its purest, and they're and they're truly they're truly ruining it, and it and it's all about money, which. Incidentally, brings us up to Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> Talk about money. Yeah. 10 years, yes. $115 million. OB, he becomes the highest paid coach in college football behind Nick Saban by about $200,000. That 10-year, 115 of the largest contract ever given to a head coach. Uh, Saban had some extensions. That's why the money is what it is. Now, I, in reading this, there is a caveat in here. Okay. If Dabo Sweeney leaves after the 2023 season and he goes to Alabama, he owes 
Clemson nine million dollars. That's it, nine million dollars. Yes. For that contract that he has, he just gotta pay nine million back. He gives them nine million <laughs> and he's out of it. Uh and you I think, think he's like, gonna go to Alabama? That's what they're afraid of. And so there's a so it's funny if he goes to another school, any other school, mm-hmm. it's like four million dollar buyout. <laughs> you know, those so, the, the, the school's gonna help him pay for that. You could go, yeah. <laughs> so don't go to Bama. Here's the other thing, though. Uh, I, I thought this was kind of neat. If he goes to the NFL, no buyout. Free and clear. If Dabo Sweeney wants to go in the NFL in the next couple of seasons, he has no penalty at all. I wouldn't even go to the NFL. He's He's got it made. He's got it made. Well... Before the night, look at Matt Rule. Let's look at that. Look at Matt Rule. Before the night, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Brian Kelly, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and a guy who should have stayed where he was at. Yes, yes. But hey, let's move over to second down real quick. Look, the top ten. Uh, let, let's just focus real quick on just two teams, Alabama and Georgia, and everybody else. Well, you know what? Just gonna wait till after week two to find out the top ten. Because there was, uh, you know, like I said, it's just a week one jitters, even though they call it, it's really the second week of college football. You know, they say week zero and then week one. Um, but right now, everyone's talking about Alabama and Georgia repeating itself, maybe back to the national championship. Uh, and, and so you could just throw out the SEC championship and just wait to the last game. Uh, Ohio State got a lot to grow. I'm curious to see how that will turn out between Ohio State and Michigan towards the end of the season. Uh, Clemson, they had a slow start, but they picked it up in the second half and then looked like the old Clemson. And then you mentioned Oklahoma already. By the way, what are the chances of DJ Ugalagi here not finishing the season as the quarterback on that football team? Because I'll tell you what, that true freshman came in there and he looked like a superstar. They And, and you know what? That's been mentioned before the season that if it doesn't work out for DJ, they got backup. So, I mean, Dable Sweeney, there's it. a reason why Dable Sweeney is getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right Texas on. A&M is also there, but watch out for Ole Miss. Uh, you know, the AP polls got them ranked very low. Ole Miss is looking solid. I'm just surprised that they're in the bottom of the top 25. I got them at number 10. So, but everybody else, look, the disappointment of Oregon didn't show up. Okay. Florida got lucky. Okay. <laughs> but then again. They beat a Pac-12 team. So, you know, what's left for the Pac-12? And then the, they want to push USC in the top 10 already after one game. Don't, don't, I'm telling you right now, don't fall trap to USC just yet, okay? They're going to be playing the Pac-12, which is a very weak conference, weaker than the ACC, they just because they have all these transfers doesn't mean anything. So I'm telling you that right now. Uh, just don't fall trap into it. Don't don't go. Don't let them. Don't let the media persuade you about USC. Okay, because that's all about politics and Lincoln Riley and everything else. I'm just saying. But hey, want to talk about games? Here comes third down. All right, and this is. I love this part of. I love this part of the show. Because then I get to make fun of you, Joe. All right? Yeah, Just yeah. like the highlight reel when I had to question you know, some of your picks. Man, I'm like, come on, man. Listen to me. I will help you earn that money. 
just like this game right here, Alabama versus Texas. Yeah, this one's easy for me. I'm going to take Are you Alabama. sure it's easy? I'm going to take Alabama winning this football game by 20 points. Yes. I, you what, I have you're no looking problem. at my notes now? Is yeah, that dude, listen, right now, I would, I would, if I don't care who it is, it could be, you could mm -hmm. tell me this is Bama, Georgia. I'd still, I would give 30 uh, easily. Bama, Georgia, you're still going to give it to Alabama? I would, uh, Come and on, I would man. give don't, 30. Yeah, that's no. a, That's I, how you lose your money, man. Just I saying know. things like that. Like now, I'm, I'm going to give you some facts real quick. You ready? Drop some knowledge. Texas is seven and one all time against Alabama. Really? Really? The last meeting was on January 7th, 2010. And that was for the BCS championship. And Alabama won. That was the first That's, time they beat Texas? Yes. Wow. 12 years ago, Alabama beat Texas for the national championship. And that happened at Pasadena, California. I now don't they I don't. I mean, I remember the game. I don't remember them pounding the idea that Bama had never beaten Texas before. I don't. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. they did. I don't remember right. that though. That that's the only victory they have. And now, twelve years later, they're going ahead and match up. So I'm picking Alabama. Bryce Young is going to do his thing, and Sarkeesian is just going to have to wait because he will not be the third assistant to beat Nick Saban. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking Texas with those with those points. Uh, Appalachia State. Um, they had one hell of a game against North Carolina. Uh, they could have won that game, uh, but now they're going to Aggies, and this is a different type of game. And this is their first meeting, but instead of taking the spread, I am taking the points. I'm going over 54 points in this game. I'm going to take Appalachian State and those 19 points. Plus 19. Yeah. Ah, yeah, oh. yeah. Listen, Appalachian right. State, when they, they love playing these big schools tight. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And they got the talent. You know, okay. During the Sun Belt Conference, they got the talent. They're legit. Um, but that's why I'm staying safe. I'm saying, like, you know what? I'm going over 54 points on this. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. But, but all right, but if you want to take the plus 19, it could be a, I was thinking about it. But I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. Hell no. I'm going to stay safe on this one. BYU versus Baylor. Now, this game is at BYU. Um, neither team has able to win on the road against each other. And BYU is favored by three points. I'm taking the three points. I'll also take, uh, I'll take BYU in the three points. All right. So we got Kentucky versus Florida. Now, Kentucky's coming out with an extreme victory over Miami, Ohio, 37 to 13. Florida squeaked by to defeat Utah, 29 to 26. Their last meeting, Kentucky won. Great defensive game. It was 20 to 13. I feel like this game is going to be very, very close, very defensive. I'm taking the 52 and a half. And I'm going under. I like Anthony Richardson a whole lot. I really do. Um, I'm going to give those six to Kentucky. I'm going to take Florida. All right. Scott Embry says Kentucky all the way. You taking Florida. This year. I love this. I love it. I love it very much. We'll see. Well, <laughs> one of us is going to win some money, right, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think, you know, hey, listen, Florida, 
uh, I know you like that the, the, the quarterback. He's a dual threat. But Kentucky got that defense, and if he can lock them and, and, and make them stay in the pocket, Kentucky's going to take this game. That's a big um, if. <laughs> Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Now, this game is in Pittsburgh for the first time. Uh, Tennessee's 0-3, and all of those games was in Knoxville. Uh, but this time, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback, he is ready to break the streak, man. This guy's solid. I like it. And the SEC looking very powerful. So I'm taking Texas. I mean, excuse me. I'm taking Tennessee over Pittsburgh. I'm taking the six points. Yeah, I I, I hate to follow suit here, but uh, the SEC went undefeated last week. Uh, and Pittsburgh certainly not as good a football team as they were a year ago. No, uh, man. You know, their star quarterback left to the Steelers, you know? I mean... Yeah, God, he, uh, and I think they lost their top uh, wideout to the transfer portal. So whoever is picking up for Pickens ain't even got the same guy to throw to. Uh, this is easy, Tennessee. All right. Houston versus Texas Tech. Now, I am surprised at how Houston played last week. These guys were terrible. Okay, this is not the Houston that I've seen when they used to travel here to UConn and, and, and just perform their ass off. Uh, but the Red Raiders have a four-game win streak in this series. But Houston barely survived against UTSA, okay? Uh, Texas Techs are on fire. They played so well last week. I am taking Texas Tech. I'm taking a three-and-a-half. They will beat the Cougars. I'm going to take the over in this game. I think there's going to be a lot, a, <laughs> lot a lot of points going to be scored in this game. I think Houston's going to play better. Uh, and that's going to be, and I think they're still going to lose, but I think they're going to put up some points. I think Texas Tech will light it up. I'm going to go over 63 here. I, you know, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm still sticking with the three and a half. I that's like a good, it. I just didn't want to copy no. you again. And I thought, sure, you know, of what, course that's, not. A good, yeah. that's a good yeah. line right there. I'll go over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Washington State versus Wisconsin. This is game is has a blowout all over it. Okay. You got Graham Mertz. And the Badgers, that offense is nasty. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking the 17 and a half. They might win by 30 against Washington State. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to play the over on this. Uh, Hold on for a second. I'm going to take that back real quick. So Scott Embry made tech, no chance, lost QB, didn't they? Yes, he is out for two weeks, but their backup quarterback played a lot better than he did. And that's why I'm sticking uh, with Texas Tech on that. So, but back to this one, Washington State and Wisconsin, 17 and a half point spread, 49 over under. I'm taking the 17 and a half. Who you got, Joe? I'm going to go over 49 points here. I, I definitely think Wisconsin wins this game. I think Wisconsin could put up 49 by themselves. All right. I like that. All right. Now, <laughs> Iowa and Iowa State. Now, listen. The under. <laughs> I since becoming a fan of college football, I don't think I've ever seen a game quite like this one ending seven to three. Okay. I don't know what happened. Uh and then a lot of people was commenting that the, they can't believe Iowa Hawkeyes, who was favorite, and they're favorite in this game. The Hawkeyes are favorite despite of winning seven to three to South Dakota State. The Cyclones won their game against Southeast Missouri State 42 to 10. I am going for uh, Iowa State. I'm going for the underdog. I'm taking the plus three and a half. 
I'm going to play the under 40 here. I think this is going to be like a 20 to 17 game. Oh, man. A 20 to 17 game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. you got the score. So it, the math is great. I, I don't think Iowa can I don't think Iowa can score. I don't think they can score enough points. I think their defense is good enough to keep state out of the end zone. I'm a 40 is a very low line, by the way. It's a very, very low. low line for a very for a low college for college football. football I mean, this is one of those army navy points. Right. But yes. clearly, clearly Las Vegas sees what's going on here in <laughs> Iowa. Ain't much scoring. Yeah, I'm gonna play the under on this one. I think I think it ends up around 37, 38 points. All right. South Carolina is visiting Arkansas. I'm taking South Carolina with the eight points. Uh, what do you got? I'm gonna give those points to South Carolina. Arkansas won nine games last year. They're coming off a pretty good beating of Cincinnati. A team that I didn't think they could beat. I definitely feel like I've underestimated Arkansas. Uh, their quarterback is quite the athlete. I think this guy, if he was not in the SEC, we'd be getting a lot more love and a lot more respect. So you which one you taking? I'm taking Arkansas, giving those eight. Okay. All right. I like they our differences by, here. I think they win by 10. Even better. I like it. All right. And lastly, we got USC and Stanford. Uh, I'm taking this game under 67. Uh, the game's in Stanford. Mm-hmm. Is Stanford giving the points or getting the points? So USC is favorite in this game, eight and a half points. I'm taking the under 67 because the last three meetings, none of the games went over 67. So... This will be a little trick, but I'm sticking with my math. I'm going to take it underneath 67. Maybe the score at least 63 points, but I don't think it's going over 67. I think Stanford's going to upset USC. Lincoln Riley's life can't always be roses. You know what I mean? It can't be. It will at the end of the season, but it's not going (laughs) to this week. I, I don't know if Stanford necessarily wins the game. I think they could pull off the upset, but I think it'll be close enough that they with the eight and a half were looking pretty good. Wow. I'm, I'm just, I'm in shock to, to hear you say that. I really am. Um, I, I'm not too quick on picking USC as a favorite. I still think USC will, will win this game, but as of Probably. now, I think the points will be under 67, uh, but I'm surprised. I'm surprised you picking Stanford. I just think the way this season is lining up, it just feels like USC's going to trip up on a on a stupid game. Stanford seems like a, a team that USC historically has had hiccups with and against. It's early in the season. I, I think USC's a little overhyped right now. And like mm-hmm. I said, Lincoln Riley's life can't always be amazing. It blows up in his face this week, and next week I'm writing a piece about him. All right. Hey, listen, this this show is sponsored by the CMG Sports Podcast Network. This is the All Four Downs. We are moving every Wednesday nights live with our picks. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel, and I want to say thank you to all the followers. We have reached a milestone over 1,000 subscribers 
tuning in to all four down so i gladly appreciate it our numbers our viewership are going up and thanks to you guys for your support a uh, big shout out to scott embry and dennis carnes i know them back in the army so my battle buddies thank you for your support uh i know they're tuning in to the game of buffalo bills versus the rams the score right now during our broadcast is 31 to 10. so Oof. if you watched our show yesterday with hector and i on our nfl a version of all four downs we picked buffalo and we took those points and once again man if you want to make that money come visit our show hear us out trust us so whatever website or app you use to gamble and put some money on it i mean stay safe be responsible all right i'm not telling you to put that money but be responsible and once again i'm gonna have a joe and myself thank you for watching but we got last down we have fourth down coming up and joe you have something you want to get off your chest man so i'm gonna give you the honors man take it away thank you sir by the way uh the best in the business the way this guy goes about getting this show set up there's a reason why uh the audience is is, is and we do appreciate that very much but uh much love to obi Muniz. now let's talk about brian kelly's debut as lsu's head football coach came with a lot of drama not a w they came back from a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter against Florida State. Just needed the extra point to go to OT. Blocked. It's the second block kick of the game. 24-23 loss. They also uh, misplayed a couple of punts that the Seminoles had recovered. Brian Kelly became the first LSU coach to lose his debut since 1995. Brian Kelly said he was proud of his team efforts, but has to be asking himself, is this what I signed up for? Kelly was 113 and 40 in his 12 seasons at Notre Dame, and he left for a better opportunity. LSU was national championships three years ago. The wheels have fallen off the bus. It is a long way back up the mountain in the toughest conference in the country. Well, we're going to find out how good of a football coach Brian Kelly is and whether or not this was a good decision. Just remember this. You don't know what you got till it's gone. That does it for us. Thank you for tuning in to All Four Downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. For Obi Winnie's, I'm Joe Aguirre. We'll see you next Wednesday night for All Four Downs. Oh, 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 oh,